Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Cowboys coaching staff meeting, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you doing tonight? How are your Cowboys doing? Well, um, I think Halloween is right around the corner, and maybe Mike McCarthy has taken it perhaps a little too literally. Maybe he's like a big spooky season guy. But the fact that his post-game comments yesterday after that dumpster fire of a football game were, hey, I felt we were the best prepared for this game as we have been for anything all season. That might be the scariest thing I've heard all year. <laughs> if that's the best prepared not- they've been, then uh, that doesn't say much for the uh, no. coaching staff. No, no, not a good look. Uh, the Andy Dalton era started with a bit of a thud. And that sound is actually Ezekiel Elliott giving the ball away to the Cardinals. So hopefully there's a little less of that this week. Yeah, hopefully. And how bad is I, the I NFC? Would let the, the NFC is terrible. The fact that the Cowboys look like that and they're the number one team in the division. I think Daniel Jones is the best, the best quarterback far and away in the division right now. How do you feel about it? Mm. I think I'd still put Carson Wentz ahead of him, but, you know, his offensive line mm. hasn't been doing him any favors, nor his lack of receivers. Travis Fulham no. not uh, um, included there. But, um, but I mean, you look at the NFC East, and so far all the teams have played six games. Nobody's had a bye week, and they've still only been able to muster five wins in six weeks yeah. among the four teams. I mean, how – we thought maybe we'd get two teams before. that would win last week, but nope, didn't happen. <laughs> well, I was I was looking, and the next the division with the next fewest wins is the AFC East, and there they really only have three teams because you have the Jets in there who haven't won anything. So, you know, those three teams that have won something are averaging three wins a, a team, and then you've got you know divisions like the. AFC North and the NFC West that have already won 15 or 16 games collectively, even with some of them having bye weeks. And you just realize how pathetic the division that both our favorite teams call home uh, is. I think I saw an article this weekend that it's theoretically possible that either Washington or the Giants could win that division with a 4-12 and record. Dallas is kind yeah. of messed up because they already won a out-of-conference yeah, an out-of-division game against Atlanta, so they would have to win at least, I think, five games to win the division. But there's, And Philly's got the tie, but it's still possible, Ooh. at least in theory, for either Washington or the Giants to win that division with a 4-12 and record. Yeah, it's it's pretty ugly out there. There was well, one, one really, really nice moment this weekend um, outside of the NFC East, but still, still out East. Um, where we've been talking the last couple of weeks about Tua maybe popping into a game, and we thought this last week might be where we might see him just because it would be such a blowout. And when they put him in the game with the last two two and a half minutes to go, I mean, you know, it was garbage time. But seeing Ryan Fitzpatrick on the sideline, trying like waving his arms, trying to get the, the few fans that are in the stadium and everybody cheering for him and seeing him cheer for him, that was just such a nice thing. Like we don't get enough nice moments like that in the NFL. I feel like anymore. No, no, you're right. He's he's a class guy. I mean, I like to rag on him, but uh, yeah, he's 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 definitely got a good heart, and uh, hopefully at some point he'll be the starter for the Patriots so that he can uh, claim to have started for all four teams <laughs> in that division. I mean, it could be this season. You just don't know. That's right. The trading deadline isn't for a couple more weeks, so who knows? We've still got time. Yeah, well, at least this week uh, we've got two interdivision games in the NFC East, so the chances are are pretty good that um, unless one of those games ends in a tie, that at least uh, two of the four teams will win. The rate that division's going, they could both end in ties. It would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be quite something. Oh God, it's it's embarrassing. It's just a bad time. But 
Uh, we do have an action-packed show for you tonight, as we always do. Uh, we may get we may get a, a guest appearance from Blue the kitten. We don't know. Uh, that you know the world is our oyster here. But in the meantime, we will be here with you until 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Tuesday night. We are back on our regular schedule now that at least fingers crossed. Don't say it too loud. COVID has not messed up the schedule for this week. We're hoping that continues. That would be awesome. Uh, so if so, we'll be back with you next Tuesday night from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all week long all over social media at on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, JKIM16, and the number four THN Inches show. Tonight we're going to cover everything for you, who to start, who to sit, game predictions, waiver wire uh, pickups, Injuries, of course, daily fantasy, uh, and our, our rankings, all that good stuff. Um, we do have four teams on a bye this week, so there are definitely holes to fill on top of the always lovely injury report. Uh, the Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, and Ravens are all off this week, so we definitely have some offensive holes to fill. Before we do that, though, we should just get this whole injury thing out of the way. Uh, there's there's plenty of time for you to do just about anything in your life, uh, but we'll start with piggybacking on the good news uh, from earlier. We were talking about Tua getting into Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, there we go, getting into the game for the Dolphins last week. Uh, the Dolphins did name him the starter going forward as of this week, uh, earlier this afternoon. To Ryan Fitzpatrick will be his backup, which clearly fine with. Uh, Tua had nothing but nice things to say about how Fitzpatrick has been teaching him and what he's been doing for him on the sidelines. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what we get out of him. This is a bit of a tough matchup this week, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, coming, yeah, coming in. Well, next week, I apologize. I'm looking okay. into the future already, um, but it, it'll be interesting to see what we get out of him. So for what it's worth, if you're somebody like me who picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick last week to replace Dak Prescott after his leg exploded, might be time to find another option. Uh, Philadelphia uh, playing this week on Thursday night against your Giants, as we spoke about one of the interdivision games. Uh, they are still dealing with quite a few injuries on top of the fact that the entire division is pretty lackluster. Uh, they are losing tight end Zach Ertz for the next three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. That seems to be the injury du jour of the season. Uh, running back Miles Sanders is also going to be out for Thursday's game with a knee injury. He got twisted up pretty good last week. They're hoping they'll have him back beyond this week, but definitely a no-go for Thursday. It looks like Deshaun Jackson's planning to play. He's been out the last couple of weeks with hamstring injury. It is a primetime game, and Deshaun likes to show up for those. That's how he gets those $8 million contracts to stand on the sideline. Um, there is a very, very slim outside chance that tight end Dallas Goddard will come back from that ankle injury. He is eligible to come off uh, IR this week, um, but it, it looks like they're probably going to hold him off another week. If so, Richard Rodgers, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, is going to be starting at tight end there in Philadelphia. A um, couple of defensive notes we'll, we'll touch on through the injury report. Normally I don't do a whole bunch, but – uh, certainly there are some big names that are factors that are going to affect how your defenses are playing. And one of those is in Tennessee, left tackle Taylor Luan towards ACL. He's done for the year. Uh, big name on that defense, so certainly keep that in mind. Going back to our Thursday night matchup, wide receiver Sterling Shepard for the Giants is fully practicing. He's been dealing with turf toe. It looks like he's going to play, barring some setback tomorrow. It looks like he's going to play on Thursday, so that's exciting. Uh, there was a scary moment for the Giants on Sunday with wide receiver C.J. Board uh, getting carted off with what looked like a pretty serious neck injury. They are saying it's a concussion and a sprained neck, so, I mean, knock on wood, probably the best case out of how that hit happened. Um, he's not going to play this week, probably out next week as well, but keep an eye on that. Uh, wide receiver Darius Slayton was limited with his foot injury. He's hoping to play. Looks like he's got a pretty good chance, too. So a little healthier, a little more injured. We'll see how it goes. Um, also for the Eagles, it looks like Lane Johnson is going to play. Uh, they missed their offensive tackle last week. He was limited at practice. He's been dealing with that ankle injury. Alshon Jeffrey was also injured, limited at practice with his foot injury. Uh, so we'll see whether or not he shows up. But for what it's worth, hopefully you're not starting him on your fantasy lineup. <laughs> Steelers uh, also suffered a pretty big defensive injury. Linebacker Devin Bush tore his ACL as well. We've seen way too much of that happening for uh, defenses this season. The Cowboys' defense and left tackles pretty much continuing to drop like flies. 
Uh, they did, I guess, kind of get good news in the fact that defensive end Randy Gregory was activated off the commissioner's exempt list today, and he is likely going to Sunday, so at least he's a warm, breathing, healthy body. Um, be that as it will, he hasn't played since 2018, so we'll see what happens there. Sean Lee is also potentially back this week. He's going to come off IR with that sports hernia injury, so maybe they get a little healthier. Not looking great, though. Carolina running back Christian McCaffrey is going to be out one more week with that high ankle sprain. They're targeting a return for next Thursday night. Uh, so still the McDavis show this week, so plan accordingly. In Baltimore, running back Mark Ingram has a, quote, not severe ankle sprain. They're calling it a mid to high ankle sprain. He's on a bye this week, and they're hoping that he's going to be good to go for next week. So a little rest just what the doctor ordered. Keep an eye on Baker Mayfield this week in Cleveland. Uh, he was playing through a rib injury on Sunday, and he got beat up pretty good by the Steelers. So he is still pretty sore. He is planning to play through, but again, have a plan B. In Buffalo, tight end Dawson Knox is questionable with a calf injury. Uh, Carolina is hoping to get Curtis Samuel back on the field. He's been dealing with a knee injury. He's been limited at practice, but he, they're calling him questionable going into this week. Keep your fingers crossed there. Joe Mixon in Cincinnati is questionable with foot injury. It looks like he's got a pretty pretty good chance at playing this week, so that's a good thing for that offense. Out in Denver, running back Melvin Gordon, we talked about last week, uh, had that DUI issue. Um, he also was dealing with strep throat, which is why he didn't play last week. He is questionable for this week. The league is not going to suspend him. Uh, for the DUI, he may still face discipline, but it won't be this week. Uh, they think that because he reported it right away and how it was handled after the fact, they're not going to suspend him for the DUI or whatever that's worth. He still does have strep throat, though, so he's questionable going into this week. Uh, looks like there's a pretty decent chance that tight end Noah Font is going to be back. He's been dealing with that ankle injury, limited practice. It looks like he's on track to play, so that would be a good win for that offense. And it looks like wide receiver K.J. Hamler uh, could pr- could play this week as well. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. <clears throat> out in Houston, tight end Jordan Aikens has been dealing with a concussion. He is out of concussion protocol. Looks like he is good to go. They are officially calling him questionable, but barring a setback, he'll be in the lineup this week. In Indianapolis, tight end Mo Ali Cox is hoping to feel uh, significantly healthier after this bye week. He's been dealing with a knee injury that's been slowing him down pretty significantly, but it looks like uh, this is coming at the right time for them. Jaguars defense is pretty much entirely questionable, not just in their play, but injury-wise as well. (laughs) And tight end Tyler Eifert is questionable with that uh, neck stinger injury as well. It looks like he should play this week, uh, but keep keep an eye on that one going into the weekend. Kansas City wide receiver Sammy Watkins is going to miss another week with that hamstring injury. In better news, uh, the Chargers are getting wide receiver Keenan Allen uh, back from that back injury. He was looking pretty questionable, but after a little rest, I think he's good to go this week. Uh, In Miami, wide receiver Devontae Parker is dealing with a groin injury. He's questionable. Again, a bye week is hopefully going to get him back on track. He's been questionable every week this season with different various leg injuries. little rest could be a good thing there. In Minnesota, uh, you're still dealing with Dalvin Cook and that groin injury, again, on a bye week, but they're not sure how severe this is going to be going forward. I have another plan there. That plan is Alexander Madison. (laughs) New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas is coming back this week. He's been dealing with that ankle injury and last week fighting with teammates, but he's going to play this week. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what that Saints lineup looks like with him in it again. Just quarterback Sam Darnold is pushing to play. He's been dealing with the spring AC joint. Joe Flacco has been woefully ineffective uh, in the two weeks in his absence because he still has pain in his shoulder, but is feeling a lot better. So, quite frankly, if he wants to play, I'd put him out there. But Adam Gase seems to do whatever he wants and somehow still has a job. So, I'm not sure how it works, but more power to him. <laughs> in Pittsburgh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson is still dealing with a back injury. Looks like he's on track to play this week. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert's on IR with an ankle injury. Uh, it is possible Tevin Coleman returns from IR with his knee injury. He's been out for the last month. He is eligible to return. So that is more of an outside chance, but not out of the question. Uh, they certainly need healthy running backs there. Jared McKinnon is starting to get awful lonely. In Tampa Bay, running back Leonard Fournette is going to play this week. He's been dealing with an ankle injury the last three weeks but it looks like a a little rest has done him some good. In Seattle, running back Carlos Hyde is questionable with a shoulder injury, and Titans tight end Johnny Smith is dealing with an ankle injury. He is questionable as well. So, Sherpa, what have you done in our long absence? (laughs) 
Well, given that um, Halloween is coming up next week, I carved one pumpkin for each of the 45 presidents while you were giving the injury report. But I cheated a little bit because because I only did one for Grover Cleveland, and in theory I should have done two since he was both the 22nd and the 24th president rather than serving uh, two consecutive terms. You were such a slacker, Sherpa, really? Ugh. I had a tough time with the Millard Fillmore pumpkin for some reason, but all the others went pretty smoothly. Everything else was okay, though. <laughs> yeah, just Miller gave me some problems. Well, that's good. That's good. It's nice to see you getting in the mood, like Mike McCarthy. So you're you're ready for the Halloween season. I like it. <laughs> I am. So uh, we, uh, how about waiver wires? Are you ready for them? Might be on the waiver wire. Sure. Yeah, there there so, there's um, a rumor there are some healthy players in the NFL, uh, and they may be available on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, running back. There are only a, hand, a couple of options, but wide receiver especially, I think there are still quite a few um, guys um, that are out there on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. But let's start with running backs. So uh, number one on my list this week would be Justin Jackson with the Chargers. Uh, by yeah. week last week, so people may not have picked him up unless they had extra spots on the bench that weren't already being taken up by injured players. So if he's out there, he has a nice, matchup against Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, J.D. McKissick with the Redskins, you know, as you alluded to, Dallas' defense not uh, stopping too many people these days, and I'm not sure Randy nope. Gregory's nope. return is really going to change all that much there. Um, Boston Scott with the Eagles, his next man up with Miles Sanders down for the Eagles this week. Uh, Tony Pollard, who knows you know, how much patience the Cowboys have with the uh, Zeke, and even if he doesn't continue his fumbling ways, there's a chance that game might uh, turn into a high-scoring track meet, in which case you know, he'll probably be involved uh, somehow. Yeah, it is hard to say. Yeah. But you were talking a bit about the San Francisco running backs before. The guy that I really um, have my eye on in several weeks for the past few weeks has been Jamichael Hasty, who, besides from having a great last name for a running back, also... So good was somebody that was highly touted on their practice squad, and you know, they seem to have uh, been working him into the mix gradually the last few weeks. He had nine carries this past week, so I have a feeling he might be uh, ready for a uh, uh, heightened uh, workload there. But, of course, they're going up against the Patriots, which is a challenge, but uh, we'll see. Um, if you're a little further into the you know, dumpster dive for running backs, uh, Frank Gore is out there. Uh, Jeremy McNichols with Tennessee, um, you know, you figure Derek Henry's going to need a playoff or two at some point. Uh, LaMichael Perrine also with the Jets. Um, speculative ad would be Gus Edwards for the Ravens, uh, depending on how bad Mark Ingram's uh, ankle injury is and how quickly he heals. Malcolm Brown has been supplanted by uh, Daryl Henderson as the Rams lead back, but he's still out there and might get some uh, carries against the Bears. Rex Burkhead against San Francisco and uh, Brian Hill against um, Detroit, you know, which in what figures to be a high-scoring game, Todd Gurley is always yeah. one play away from an injury and also one play away from being uh, one phone call away from being traded at the trade deadline if Atlanta decides <laughs> to blow up the team and start over. I mean, they should. So, I've been telling them that for uh, three years, but they're not listening. Uh, no, no, absolutely. Uh, I think he covered it pretty well. Um, okay. I mean, I'm I'm with Moving you, Jamichael Jamichael Hasty. Great name, great spelling, all the way around. It's a good time. Okay. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, a guy who's surprisingly available in um, a lot of leagues still is Mike Williams, the Chargers receiver. And yeah. As I alluded to before, he's got a good uh, matchup against Jacksonville this week, and a young looking uh, quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, who's looked good in his opportunity so far. Uh, Chase Claypool, I don't love the matchup this weekend against Tennessee, but he's still out there. Uh, Travis Fulgham, I don't know what he has to do to get people's attention besides be the only healthy Eagles wide receiver who's obviously a pretty talented guy if you've watched uh, the Eagles at all the last three weeks. Uh, Tim Patrick. Unfortunately, I think they both have. (laughs) Yeah. Tim Patrick inexplicably still out there in a lot of leagues. You know, the de facto number one receiver for the Broncos now, and 
you, know, you figure they're going to have a high scoring. Very good. Yeah, and they likely to have a high scoring game with the Chiefs, or at least be playing from behind and have to throw the ball a lot. A uh, little yep. further down on my list would be Christian Kirk, who only caught two balls last week, but both of them were for touchdowns, including an 80-yarder. And they go up against Seattle secondary, which has been banged up. Brandon Cooks has had a couple nice games in a row for the Texans. Keelan Cole for Jacksonville. Henry Ruggs for the Raiders. Adam Humphreys is back from COVID and had a nice game last week going up against the Steelers this week. Uh, James Washington, the other end of that game. Cole Beasley, who you like me to mention every once in a while. And then uh, Love it. speculative uh, pickup would be Zach Pascal, who's going to buy this week. But uh, still, um, yeah. unless still, uh, Indianapolis good uh, trades for somebody I, to compliment T.Y. Hilton, somebody else has got to catch uh, balls in that offense. This is very true. Um, I, I can't stress enough how good of an option Tim Patrick is. He's at the top of my list without a doubt. And like you said, Travis Fulgham still available so many places. Doesn't make any sense. I get the Eagles are bad, but, like, they have to throw. They literally have to throw all the time. <laughs> and they're playing the Giants this week. Yeah, yeah. few things will cure problems, like the Giants' defense. Second, really, only the Cowboys' yeah. defense. <laughs> well, the, the Giants, I don't know what to make of their defense. You know, they'll have a game against Washington, which obviously not one of the you know, higher-powered offenses in the league. But, you know, they also had a nice game against the Rams. A few weeks ago, of course, yeah. the offense they looked very didn't good show up the that game, but so yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, there's there's some glimmer of hope there, but uh, not enough to um, get me to keep me from wanting to play Travis Fulgham this week if I could. So <laughs> moving on to quarterback, um, Baker Mayfield at the top of my list. I know he's been banged up and got taken out last week, but uh, this week matchup. to match up a little more favorable against mm-hmm. the Bengals' uh, defense. Derek Carr off a of bye week going up against Tampa Bay in what looks to be a high-scoring game from my vantage point. Drew Locke figures to be playing from behind against Kansas City. Teddy Bridgewater figures to be playing from behind against New Orleans. Kyle Allen going up against Dallas's defense. Andy Dalton going up against Washington's defense. Daniel Jones, Thursday night game at Philly. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, nice game last week. This week, t- matchup's a little tougher, so he's down further on my list. Nick Foles, I'll mention him just because the Bears are winning and they have a good defense, but hard to recommend him right too there. much uh, going up against Darren Donald in the Rams uh, defense. And then uh, we mentioned uh, uh, Tua Tagvailoa before um, you know, going up against the bye week, but uh, hopefully to return next week as the starter. Yeah, I like I said, I'm very interested. Um, obviously, I'm always a proponent for Nick Foley and Dynamite, uh, but I, I think it's a pretty strong list. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you didn't mention Gardner Minshew this week, so that's a start. But I know. Um, I know. I'm, uh... You're about we'll ready to there. pull the plug there. <laughs> no, the no, I'm just not. Experiment. I'm I'm not picking him to win this week despite the fact that I do pretty much consistently. Um, I, I think I'm going to say I'd like to see him maybe throw a few less picks, get a little magic back in those bandanas, and I think he'll be okay. Just maybe not this week. If not, that could uh, be Ryan Fitzpatrick's new home next season. Oh, man. What a dream. He could teach Ryan. He could teach Gardner. Oh, don't tease me like that. I'm still hoping C.J. Beathard becomes a Cowboy. I thought you were hoping for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick now that he could be traded to the Cowboys. Oh, that'd be so good. I could just keep him on my fantasy team. It'd be great. I can dream. Okay. I can't wait I mean, to He'd definitely be more serviceable than <laughs> what they've got now, I think, but maybe not. We'll see. I would be more serviceable um, than Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, I... Oh. I would not, but uh, maybe you're a better quarterback. I can't than see I over am. the offensive line. I'm only five three, but anyway, oh. I'm not on the waiver wire. <laughs> so um, for tight ends, uh, Dallas Goddard, if he's um, out there and playing this week, I, I really like the matchup. It's not Richard Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, we're we're stashing if he's not, um, but you know, depending on how deep your bench is in your league, how many teams and all that, uh, you, how many injured and bye week guys you have to keep. Uh, 
on your bench. There might not be room, but if you, you know, if you, you know, trying to decide between Johnny Smith and a zero this week, uh, maybe Dallas Goddard is a nice option for there you. you. Uh, Logan Thomas had a nice game against the Giants. He sure did. That touchdown uh, reception was, was really sweet. I have to admit that even as a Giants fan. Um, going up I against think he's got some chances this week. <laughs> yes, he, he probably will. Uh, Jimmy Graham, don't love the quarterback or the matchup against the Rams, but he's out there. Darren Fells going up against Green Bay with uh, Jordan Aiken of questionable health. And then uh, really scraping uh, bottom, you know, Greg Olson is uh, yeah. back this week, you know, off of bye and going up against Arizona. Although Russell Wilson seems to have a plethora of wide receivers to throw to. And then uh, Chris Herndon, somebody's got to catch the ball for the Jets, although it probably won't be him. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's just it's ugly out there. It's it's tough. Our boy Mike Kosicki's on a bye this week, so we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, he's not on my recommended list this week, but that's probably only <laughs> for that reason. I might still put him on my All right. <laughs> well, in the hypothetical matchup of bye week tight ends, I still think Mark Andrews would be ranked ahead of him. That's fair. I, I can I can agree with that. Okay. But he'd probably be ahead of the Herb Smith uh Kalugoff tandem, so there's that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He could take him. And and maybe even the Jack Doyle uh Moali Cox tandem. So that's not bad. He's yeah. ranked second on the bye week list of tight ends. Only Gasecki's come a long way. Come a long way here. He has. He has. <laughs> Definitely making progress. All right, as far as defenses (laughs) that you might want to stream this weekend off the waiver wire, the Chargers are available. They're hosting the Jaguars. Um, Eagles going up against the Giants. Giants going up against the Eagles. Dallas going up against Washington. Washington going So basically any NFC East defense is streamable this week with the possible exception of Dallas. And then uh, Cleveland going up against Cincinnati. Those are the defenses that I would be interested if I had to stream someone this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. All good options. Okay. Shall we move on to positions? Sure. Sure. Let's get crazy. Let's get running backs first. Get wild. All right. Um, I'll start this <laughs> week. I've got Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. So I'll give yeah. Ezekiel Elliott a uh, pass for last week or at least a handoff and hope that he doesn't fumble it and He's uh, gonna drop it. put him at number two on my list. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Jones, three. <laughs> Kareem Hunt, four. Derek Henry, five. Josh Jacobs, six. Todd Gurley, seven. David Johnson, eight. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, nine. Kenyon Drake, ten. And then I'll give uh, honorable mentions to Josh Jackson, Jarek McKinnon, and Chris Carson. Okay. All right. Uh, we do have some overlap, which is always a nice thing. Um, I also, <laughs> not always the case, but um, I have Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. Um, at number two, I've got Kareem Hunt this week. I know it wasn't great. I think it's gonna be, he's going to bounce back. Things will get better. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott checking in at number three on the list. I'm still bitter. Uh, I'm hoping that I'll uh, remember the Titans. He is walking around holding a football all week this week. And if he's not, I'm going to be upset about it. Um, at four, Derrick Henry. And then Jones running at my top five. Mike Davis checking in at six. I'm going to just milk that for all it's worth until Christian McCaffrey comes back. Chris Carson at seven. Uh, checking in at number eight, James Conner out in Pittsburgh. Josh Jacobs and Todd Gurley running out my top ten. All right, well, our- or we agreed on the top five, although in slightly different order. And then uh, you know, yeah. Josh Jacobs and Todd Gurley, too. So seven out of ten, that's not bad. Uh, you'll be pleased to know James Conner, even though I have him on most of my fantasy teams, is at the top of my uh, avoid list this week, followed by <laughs> Joe Mixon, James Robinson, Philip Lindsay, Adrian Peterson, David Montgomery, Mike Davis, who you like, Devonta Freeman, and Frank Gore rounding out my uh, avoid list. I've got Le'Veon Bell at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Leonard Fournette also checking in there. I don't care how healthy or not healthy he is. Uh, Ronald Jones is still the, the, the guy I'd want in out of that backfield. 
Uh, Frank Gore, Rex Burkhead, Corey Clement. Don't get too cute here. It's, there's just not enough points to go around. Uh, Brian Hill in Atlanta, Duke Johnson, Jeff Wilson, Chris Thompson, and Jalen Richard. Okay, how about uh, wide receivers? Who do you like? Uh, loving Devontae Adams this week. I think a pissed off Aaron Rodgers is very good for his production. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins checking in more at like a 1A for me. You could really, really go either way on those two. Julio Jones at number three. Despite the fact I'm going to continue until the end of time to pick Atlanta to lose, I think there's fantasy value now. There are signs of life, which is exciting. Stefan Diggs at four. Michael Thomas, hopefully he's not punching anyone at number five. DK Metcalf checking in at six. Kenny Galladay at seven. Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, and Allen Robinson, II, running out the top ten. Right, we only agree on five of the top ten, but here goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas at the top of my list. Tyreek Hill, two. DeAndre Hopkins, three. Mari Cooper, four. Keenan Allen, five. Mike Evans, six. Terry McLaurin, seven. Devontae Adams, eight. Chris Godwin, nine. And Odell Beckham, rounding out my top ten. Um, mm. Honorable mention, Julio Jones, Travis Fulgham, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller-V. Okay. All right. Odell Beckham Jr. cracking the top ten. Been a, it's been a minute since that's happened. <laughs> it has been, uh, but uh, you turn your back on him and he'll uh, score three touchdowns. But then again, he was playing he Cowboys was. defense. We've, we've made him a lot of money over his career. Still not at all bit about it. Um, I have Darius Slayton at the top of my avoid list in New York. Julian Edelman also checking in there. A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Jerry Judy, Jarvis Landry, the other side of the Odell Beckham Jr. tandem. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, Sterling Shepard, and Michael Hardman. All right, uh, Darius Slayton, coincidentally, also at the top of my avoid list. Alan Robinson, who I think you liked. Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah, he's He's on most of my teams, Darius Slayton. But, I almost uh, put Juju on my avoid list, too. He came very close, very close to making it. Yeah, Chase Claypool, um, speaking of Juju, uh, Keelan Cole, A.J. Green, Tim Patrick, like him, not, don't love the matchup so much. Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, and Kenny Galladay rounding out my top ten to avoid, and then dishonorable mention to D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, <laughs> and Jamison Crowder. Okay. We're just honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, how about quarterbacks who you like in this week? Uh, Deshaun Watson is at the top of my list, and uh, okay. Aaron Rodgers right behind him, so I'm expecting a shootout in that game. Patrick yes. Mahomes checking in at three, Josh Allen at four, Kyler Murray five, Drew Brees six, Russell Wilson seven, Justin Herbert eight, Derek Carr nine, and Cam Newton rounding out my top ten, and I'll willing to bet he's not in yours. Uh, honorable sure mention, Tom Brady, Andy Dalton, hope that I'm right for your sake, Kirk Allen, Baker sure. Mayfield, and Jared Goff. It'd be nice. Uh, I certainly have Andy Dalton on my avoid list, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, I've got Russell Wilson at the top of my list this week. I think you have a nice day against that Arizona defense. Uh, Kyler Murray. So there's my shootout. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes running out the top three. At four, our boy Josh Allen. Uh, five and five Aaron Rodgers and six Deshaun Watson. So another high-scoring game there. At seven, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Matt Stafford checking in at eight. Tom Brady at nine, and Matt Ryan at number ten. So my avoid list has Joe Burrow at the top <laughs> of it. Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, two. Matthew Stafford, who you like. Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Nick Folds are all quarterbacks that I'd prefer to stay away from this week. Well, I couldn't actually bring myself to put Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles on an avoid list, so they're hanging out in purgatory. Uh, Cam Newton, however, at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Drew Brees also checking in there. Andy Dalton, surprise, surprise. Uh, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, and whoever starts for the Jets, Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, you know, anybody really at this point. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Broadway Joe, anybody really. (laughs) Yeah, Richard Todd. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) – 
tight ends, uh, who do you like? Uh, Travis Kelsey, for sure, and George Kittle, again, kind of interchangeable there. Uh, Darren Waller, also a really good option this week. Hunter Henry, I've got at four, and Johnny Smith, even a little banged up, I think comes in at number five. I think he'll have a good day against that Pittsburgh defense. Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Font, Hayden Hurst, and I think that's him. Oh, yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, and just in case uh, Johnny Smith can't play, Anthony Ferkser seems to score a lot of touchdowns when he gets in, and he actually caught half a dozen passes last week, which is probably a career high for him. So They they really know how to utilize tight ends in that offense, i got to say. They seem to. Also, Um, Ryan Ryan Tannehill can line up as a wide receiver, so they can do anything. They they can indeed. We'll have to rename the offense the Wild Titan. So, let's see. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did I? No, I guess I, yeah. So, tight end-wise, um, Travis Kelsey also at the top of my list. Darren Waller, two. Logan Thomas, three. Jim Hooper, four. Hunter Henry, five. Dallas Goddard, assuming he's you know healthy enough to play, six. Rob Gronkowski, working his way back onto my list at seven. Dalton Schultz, eight, Jared Cook, nine, and George Kittle just barely squeaking into my top ten this week. And honorable mention for Tyler Higby. I think we might see that 49ers uh, Patriots game a little differently. That's okay. Uh, Rob Gronkowski at the top of my avoid list. I'm still still not totally sold on that whole experience. Um, And I think the, the Vegas defense will do an okay job containing him, so I'm staying away this week. Jared Cook also checking in on the avoid list. Greg Olson. Tyler Higby, Tyler Eifert, Jordan Aikens, uh, Richard Rogers, Cameron Breit, Darren Feld, and Dawson Knox. So Evan Ingram is at the top of my avoid list, much as it pains me to say it. TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, Drew Sample, Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon, Tyler Eifert, and Noah Font rounding out my avoid list for tight ends. Okay. How about did you uh, bring your tiers this week for the defensive ranking? I did. My fake oh, tiers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Buffalo in a tier by itself. I don't. Know, I. Yeah. I think you know. Just you know, you, you would be a pretty rich guy or or a woman if you just uh, streamed whatever defenses are playing the Jets this season. Just picking Buffalo in advance. Strong idea. So that mm-hmm. you uh, be, beat the crowd. So yeah, Buffalo in a tier by itself, New Orleans and the Chargers in a second tier, and then Philly, Cleveland, Tennessee, Kansas City, New England, the Rams in Atlanta, which probably the only time all season I'll recommend their defense, but uh, they're all <laughs> in a, a tier as well. Okay. Uh, I also wholeheartedly agree with having Buffalo at the top of the list here. Um, I've got the Eagles and Rams running out the top three, Giants, Browns, Cowboys, which is I don't like it, uh, the Buccaneers, <laughs> 49ers, Chargers, and the Chiefs, my top ten this week. All right, and for my defenses to avoid, um, it's kind of broken into two tiers, but just think of it all as one hot mess that you don't want anything to do with. <laughs> Washington, Houston, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Dallas, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, the Jets, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. So, yes, I am expecting quite a few high-scoring games this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I I certainly agree with you there. Um, I've got the Jets, Patriots, uh, the Washington football team, uh, the Saints, Seahawks, Bears, Packers, Steelers, and Falcons all hanging out on my avoid list this week. All right. Um, before we get to the game picks, here's a question for you. How do you, assuming yeah. you turn a league that doesn't have any IR spots, which a lot of them have added this season more out of fear of COVID, but uh, thankfully that hasn't uh, had too much of an impact yet the keyword being yet, but uh, how do you decide whether you're going to stick with an injured player and burn a bench spot versus uh, 
cut them. And I'll give you a couple of examples this week. Uh, Zach Ertz and Raheem Mostert, would you try to find, if you're struggling between, you know, trying to find space for a guy versus stashing a guy, you know, trying to stash a guy that won't play for another three to six weeks versus needing somebody to, as a bi-week replacement, would you rather drop the guy who's going to be on IR for several weeks or would you rather drop the guy that has a bi-week this week? I think I'd, it would really, it's really going to depend on the injury, I think. Um, but more likely I drop the guy who's injured than who's on the bye. Um, but in, in your, yeah, I mean, in your example though, I would definitely drop Zach Ertz. Um, the injury is not great. It's a tough one to come back from. Dallas Goddard's going to ha- get healthy before he does. And I think his feelings are a little hurt because he hasn't gotten a new contract yet. And I think that's part of why his plays looked a little disinterested. Um, Raheem Mostert, I think I'd hang on to. That backfield has been like the walking wounded. And I think by the time he's healthy, it may be his job again. Uh, so it's it kind of more injury by injury basis, if that makes sense. Sure. No, that just does make sense. So now let's uh, get on to the game predictions so that we make sure to leave a little time for the always popular DFS picks. Uh, Thursday evening game. (laughs) Pardon? The old value picks. We like to save you money here at the fourth and inches show. (laughs) Yeah. Any Jets make your list this week? Uh, No, actually, I did not. Sorry, guys. Okay. There's values and then there's just throwing money away. (laughs) <laughs> well, you could be so confident with the first seven guys or nine guys that you pick that you figure, oh, I have a spot to burn and, you know, put the most expensive jet on your roster just for spite. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do this week, see how it goes. I'm not above doing that. <laughs> yeah, it might not be your primo team, but uh, it's probably worth a few dollars just for the entertainment that's value that works to where you could have a um, the guy that I knew in the fantasy sports industry years ago started something that he called, I think, Stinkful, where basically the <laughs> object was that you had to score fewer opponent points than your opponent each week, but the caveat was you couldn't just go, you know, stash the you know, thing with, you know, somebody like, you know, I don't know, um, like you know, Nick Mullins or somebody that had no hope of playing yeah. that week. They had to actually be starters, but you know, you had to pick oh, guys that were starting but uh, not likely to do very well. So maybe you could have just uh, invite certain like uh, friends well to a stink ball <laughs> uh, fantasy uh, daily DFS contest. There you go. I like it. I like it. We could be on to something here. <laughs> okay. So now for. Um, Game predictions Thursday Speaking night. Stink uh, fest. Yeah. <laughs> stink fest, yes. When in terms of a, an actual stink fest, we've got the two NFC East games leading us off this so week. Uh, Thursday night, we've got the Giants traveling down the turnpike and then some uh, to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And to me, flip a coin on this game. I'm not sure it really matters who wins. I mean, yeah, they might win the division, but uh, certainly I don't think either of the, any team in the uh, NFC East is going to be vying for a buy, you know, in the playoffs or, or anything like that. But um, I'll go with the Eagles at home by a field goal, just because I think, you know, they're a little less banged up this week than they were last week. And, you know, and it's the Giants. So, I'll go Philadelphia 27, uh, Giants 24. I'm not really sure why even when you were making the schedule at the end of last season, like the schedule maker thought this was going to be a good idea to throw into primetime. But here we are. Um, We're all going to end up watching it. And it it might not be pretty, but I've got the Eagles winning 24-20. So we're we're pretty much in the same vein there. Probably less said about that, the better. Isn't there a requirement that all the teams have to play at least once on Thursday night? I know there's some duplication with the opening night game and Thanksgiving, but I think the general idea is that they want every team to play once. But 
Yeah, and usually it's a division rivalry game, but uh, yeah, why did it have to be this one? But uh, yeah, anyway. this doesn't feel good. Who knows? Maybe it surprises <laughs> us, and it's an entertaining game, even if the two teams stink. Maybe it'll be like the the Chiefs Rams Monday night game a couple of years ago, where the final score was fifty four to fifty one yeah. or sixty one fifty five. That was the ultimate was. shootout. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, it's not going to be a defensive matchup. I feel pretty good about that. I tuned that. into that game with, I tuned into that game with two minutes left and saw four touchdowns. That was nuts. <laughs> wow, that was the right time to tune yeah. in. <laughs> so yeah, that was something. Anyway, uh, next up we've got the the completion of the stink fest. We've got the Cowboys on the road against the Redskins, kicking off Sunday afternoon action, and. Neither team's defense very impressive. Uh, neither team's offense no. very impressive. So I'm expecting no. a shootout when you add all that up. And some good uh, skill position players on both teams, especially wide receivers. So it's just a matter of whether the offensive lines can keep the quarterbacks upright long enough to let the quarterbacks throw to those skilled uh, wide receivers. But I'm going to say that Dallas, that Dallas bounces back. Easy for me to say even if it's just for one week, and I'll go with uh, Dallas uh, 34 and Washington 31. i got to be honest, I really thought long and hard about picking the Cowboys in this game because they were so terrible last night. Um, but I think they have to look a little better, despite the fact that neither of these defenses are very good. Um, I'm still not totally convinced either offense is that good either. So I've got it lower scoring. I've got the Cowboys winning 28-21. Okay. Um, next up, we've got uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. I expect Baker Mayfield's going to bounce back. I think Kareem Hunt will have a big game. I think the receivers will have a big game. I think Austin Hooper has a big game. Uh, Cincinnati, I think they'll be able to move the ball and they'll score some and keep it close, but I'm going with Baker Mayfield by a touchdown. I'll say Cleveland 31 and Cincinnati 24 in the first round of the Battle of Ohio. Battle of Ohio. I think uh, I'm also picking Cleveland to take this, even with a banged-up Baker Mayfield. I think uh, this matchup's just with the doctor order to get him back on track. Uh, a little lower scoring for me. I've got Cleveland winning, winning 28-23 Cincinnati. Okay. Next up, I think we're going to disagree on this game. Atlanta at if home you pick Atlanta, then against yes. Detroit. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm picking Atlanta with their suddenly dominant defense. Under uh, Raheem Morris to uh, keep up, keep the good times rolling. Detroit seem like they're on uh, playing for Matt Patricia's job every week, but I don't think he'll get canned after this game. But I don't think it'll do him any favors. I'll say final score: the Matt Ryan's is 31, and the Matthew Stafford's is 24. I'm not, I'm not falling for this. I'm not convinced they're a real football team yet. Maybe win a couple of games. I'm not convinced they can do that. I don't think it's happening this week. Atlanta, I'm still going strong, picking against you. Uh, I think last week was, hey, things got things are a little different. We're playing for our new coach. We're showing people we're still viable. I think that does not hold up here. They're competitive. They score points, but I've got Detroit winning 35-30. All right, just out of curiosity, the they don't play their conferences. Their divisions don't play each other. Excuse me. Yeah, their divisions don't play each other this season. But uh, if Atlanta and the Jets played this season, who would Ooh. you pick? Oh. Well. You'd have to pick Atlanta. I think I'd have to. It's really hard to not. But, like, the Jets are are just so, so terrible. Maybe if it's the week they fire Adam Gase, maybe then I could say they. Or could say Adam Gase is still the quarterback, still the coach, but uh, Sam Darnold <laughs> is now your quarterback. quarterback instead of instead of Joe Flacco. Yeah, I instead just instead of Joe Flacco. Yeah, who do you pick? You're right. I think I think that would be the only way I could pick Atlanta to win a game. So all right, I'm going to go out and make a bold prediction here. <laughs> At some point before the end of the season, you're going to pick Atlanta to win a game. Oof. I don't. I don't like the thought of it. I truly don't. We're, we'll see. Them. All right. You'll have to tune in. You guys are going to have to keep coming back. 
<laughs> Actually, uh, we're we're reaching a milestone, and some might argue it's a millstone, at least for Jana, but we're going to do our uh, 200th show in three weeks. So yes. stay tuned yes, for that, there. I'm sure. Even though uh, Blue the Kitten's only been a part of uh, a couple of the shows, uh, I'm sure he'll be on hand for the celebration as well. Uh, He's a real MVP, sort of other uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, we'll have, to have right. to, we'll have to do something cool for it. I'm not going to pick Atlanta to win that week, though. So I'll tell you that now. <laughs> well, we'll see who they're playing. Um, next mm-hmm. up, Green Bay at Houston. This game I think we're going to see similarly. I think it'll be a shootout, but I think Green Bay just a little bit better rounded team, better on defense, and therefore I'll pick uh, Aaron Rodgers to win the shootout with Deshaun Watson. I'll say uh, – Aaron Rodgers is 34, and the Deshaun Watson's 31. I've got I've got Aaron Rodgers winning 31-27. I think last week uh, didn't go great. I think he's a little cranky now, um, but he seemed in good spirits today when he was doing media. So I'm going to take that as a good thing. Houston's defense doesn't slow a lot of people down, so I think uh, I think there's a lot of points to be had here on both sides of the ball. But Green Bay. All right, another game I'm looking forward to on Sunday because it matches the two undefeated teams is Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Uh, Tennessee yeah. playing host to this one. And just because they're at home and Ryan Tannehill seems to have his act together and Mike Rabel will probably put too many men on the field if something goes awry. It's fine. I'm going to pick uh, Tennessee <laughs> and the Derrick Henry experience to roll over Pittsburgh final score, Tennessee 27, Pittsburgh 24. I've got the exact same score. I've got Tennessee winning 27-24. I think this is going to be a great game to watch. Um, the defenses will keep keep things interesting, but I think Tennessee's offense just has a little more in the tank. Like you said, just keep throwing extra people out there. By all means, it's working. Who would you pick if this game were in Pittsburgh? I'd still pick Tennessee. I, I just I think they're a little bit more complete of a team. Okay, next up we've got uh, New Orleans hosting Carolina. And I've been Teddy Bridgewater by Carolina. The Teddy Bridgewater Revenge Bowl, but uh, I'm going to be cold <laughs> even with Teddy. Even though revenge is a dish best served cold, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will be feasting <laughs> on that this week. I think uh, New Orleans just has uh, too much firepower for Carolina's defense. I'll say uh, New Orleans 34, Carolina 21. Is, uh, okay. Michael Thomas makes okay. a triumphant return. Michael Thomas will be back, hopefully not punching anybody, especially not anybody on his team. Uh, but I'm picking New Orleans to win 33-24, so we're pretty similar there. It, it's very hard to pick against Drew Brees at home. If this game was played in Carolina, maybe i go the other way, but um, Teddy Bridgewater probably not getting the best of the Saints this week. So it would be pretty exciting to see if he did. Okay, next up we've got uh, Buffalo at the Jets. I don't see that there's any way. I mean, at some point the Jets are going to win a game. They'll just, you know, but I, I don't think it'll be this week. I think Buffalo, much as I hate to admit it, Josh Allen has um, improved quite a bit this Very season. Good. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still mad that his jersey wound up in a family picture of mine. <laughs> but... Uh, that's I was telling someone that story last week, actually. <laughs> still not a reason to pick against him. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo 31 over the Jets 14 in the trouncing of the week. Yeah, uh, I think Sam Darnold's going to come back, and I think that's the only reason I think the Jets will score 13 points. Uh, but I have Buffalo winning 30-13, to 13, and I don't think Josh Allen plays the whole game just because it's not going to be necessary. Okay, you should get ex- there should be extra fantasy points. There should be a category if your quarterback is wearing a baseball cap at some point during the game, and then you know like yeah. you get one point if it's in the fourth quarter, you know five points if it's in the third quarter, and then you know fewer in the first half because if he's wearing a baseball cap in the first half, it probably means he's injured. Something bad's happened. So yeah, you know, something bad's you know, get points down. for that, but. So, yeah. anyway, we can organize that while I organize Stinkfest. So, <laughs> Stinkfest, DFS. <laughs> well, full of all sorts of good ideas this week. 
All right. Um, back to the football. Uh, Seattle off the bye week, traveling to Arizona. I know most people are going to pick Seattle in this game, but I'm not most people. I'm going to say I that am. Arizona holds another <laughs> mini surprise this week, and uh, I'll take Arizona 31 over Seattle 28 in the offensive shootout. Shootout. I like it. Um I am one of those people who can pick Seattle to win this week. I just think their offense is a little more together uh, than Arizona. Um, I'm taking Seattle to win 30-23. Russell Wilson's just going to throw to those wide receivers all day long. Well, uh, Arizona showed a little bit more of a defense against uh, Dallas mm. than Seattle did, if that counts for anything. Yeah, I mean, it counts for something. I just I think that I think Russell Wilson's going to make better decisions when pressure comes, and like maybe the running backs aren't going to give him 14 points. Maybe. Okay, but. let's let's see if we can hurry this up and make <laughs> some better decisions for our last five picks. Um, the Chargers hosting Jacksonville. I think Justin Herbert is going to resume his winning ways with Keelan, um, with Keenan Allen back healthy and Mike Williams hopefully healthy. Hunter Harvey at all. I think they're going to. Um, Excuse me, Hunter Henry, I'm the wrong sport um, at all. I think that the Chargers win this by almost a couple touchdowns. I'll say uh, Chargers 34 and the Jaguars 21. I have the Chargers winning 31-21. Gardner Minshew will be back. This is just definitely not the week. Uh, Justin Herbert is so good. This Chargers offense is good. So I'm sorry, Gardner. It pains me to do this. All right, the Chiefs are going to be a mile high in Denver and it should be a, a shootout of some sort. I don't think Denver has the offensive firepower to keep up, but they be forced to throw the ball a lot. But uh, I think Patrick Mahomes and that uh, Chiefs offense, whether it's Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, or Levy and Bill getting the bulk of the carries, I think um, they'll run the table here. And uh, I'll, I'll say Kansas City 34, uh, Denver 24. I have the exact same score. Uh, I think Denver hangs around. They they are going to be throwing an awful lot, but Kansas City is just they're just too good. Okay, next up is New England hosting San Francisco. San Francisco oh. seems like a Jekyll and Hyde um, team this week. I'm expecting the not as good version to show up for the um, the game in New England. Although you know, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo revenge bowl to go with the Teddy Bridgewater yeah. revenge bowl. But um, I just I'm thinking that uh, that New England will bounce back from that disappointment last week, and I'll say that uh, they win this by field goal. I'll say New England 27, San Francisco 24. I've got New England winning 27-23. It's a battle of quarterbacks I really don't like, but somebody has to win this game. Although maybe there's a tie. Uh, I just think that Bill Belichick is gonna outperform the San Francisco offense. I think he can just do enough to, to get New England by, even if it's with smoke and mirrors. So I'm not expecting a lot of this game. I like the Teddy Bridgewater revenge bowl a whole lot better. All right. So we move on from the Teddy Bridgewater um, revenge bowl and the Jimmy Garoppolo revenge bowl to a coaching <laughs> revenge bowl of sorts. Yes. The Chucky revenge bowl as the yes. Raiders are hosting the Buccaneers and I'm going to go with the hometown Raiders to win a high-scoring game here. I'll say uh, Las Vegas 31, Tampa 28. I, I really wanted to pick the Raiders. You know, I like I like a good underdog. I, I'm going to take Tampa to win 30-27 in a very close one. I think this would be a really good game, though. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it should be a, a good one. Well, and then all the revenge rounding goals, out Monday. This one's my favorite. <laughs> The Chucky Revenge Bowl, or which? Yes. Yep, I'm all in on the Chucky Revenge Bowl. My favorite of three this week. Okay. So next we've got the, the Monday night game rounding out the week. We've got the Rams hosting the Bears, trying to think whose Revenge Bowl this is and drawing a blank. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to go with the Rams just because they're Wasn't at home. Wasn't Nick Foles on the Rams, Rams for like a minute? Who was? When they were in St. Louis? Wasn't Nick Foles on the Rams Nick for Foles? a minute yes. when they were in St. Louis? I think he yes, was. I, I there you go. He was. You're right. All right. So Nick Foles, <laughs> but I think he's going to get the short end of the short, short end of the revenge here. I'll say uh, 
I'll say the Rams uh, prevail by a field goal, 27-24. Uh, I'm still a little salty with the Rams, who lost me a little bit of money last week. Um, I'm not quite over it. I'm also very much still on board with Nick Foles and the fact that that team's winning, even though they have absolutely no business doing it. I'm going to take them to do it again by another one-point game. They're winning 24-23 on a very late fourth-quarter field goal. It's going to be miraculous. Okay. <laughs> and How about a few daily fantasy yeah, a few daily fantasy no uh, value picks for you this week. Uh, no Jets. No Jets here. Uh, at quarterback, though, Matt Ryan's value is good. Justin Herbert is crazy underpriced for what's going to happen this week. So definitely run, don't walk, and put him in your lineup. Ryan Tannehill, also great value this week. At running back, DeAndre Swift. I think that that uh, Detroit team's going to do a little better than you do. I think he'll have a good game. David Johnson, Zach Moss, and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, wide receiver Tim Patrick, who will be extolled his virtues quite a few times already today. Christian Kirk, Travis Fulgham, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, and Terry McLaurin. At tight end, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, Dalton Schultz, Greg Olson, and Logan Thomas. And defensives, uh, the Chargers and Broncos are and Browns are all decent picks there. Uh, if you're looking for stacks, the Chargers, the Washington football team, and the Falcons All pretty good value there. Good bang for your buck. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back with you next week at our normal time, COVID pending, of course, on Tuesdays from 8.30, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all week long because one hour really just isn't enough. Uh, If you miss the show, you can find it anywhere your favorite podcasts are streaming and, of course, on blogtalkradio.com. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number uh, 4THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs>